Yeah, if you want to call me a furry for this, I don't care because this is a damn good book. It is a damn good series to read. And you should read it too. And then when you read it, you'll be like, ah, I don't care if somebody calls me a furry for reading this book because it is that damn good. Welcome back to Roger's Table. It's the show where I rant to you about every single thing I really want to. You know, I'm your host, Brian Hudson. If you hadn't already known that, probably not, because this is only episode two of the podcast. So welcome in, all you cool cats and kittens. So, a little bit about this show. What we I want to do with this show is... Basically, pick up something, be a movie, TV show, or a book, maybe. I probably already said that. But I want to pick up that, go all the way through with it, and then I want to review it and talk with you guys. That's what this show is all about. You know, maybe I'll have somebody on the show sometime. I don't know. Well, you'll just see. But today on the podcast slash show... We are gonna be talking about a little darling that I love to that I like to call B stars. So, unlike last review, where I was ranting on about a very crappy thing I watched, this is actually a really good thing. But the one thing about it that throws everybody off with this series, because it is a manga slash anime series now, um. What throws off a lot of people with this is the fact that it can feel a bit like you're reading some furry stuff or watching a furry show. Now, let me get that elephant out of the room first. This is not anything to do with furries. Not even close. And here's why. It's not... Here's why it's not even a furry thing. It's... I see this as a... What most people call this is a more mature version of Zootopia. Now, if you were to come and tell me Zootopia is a Disney furry film, I would think you're bullshitting me. Because watching that film, it's not at all. It's just a bunch of animals with human who have human limbs and all that. But in essence, they're just a just animals. It's like the vision of if animals were evolved like humans did you know but maintain like some of the very similar facets that make animals the animal they are like you for a bunny they look like they have long ears for and look like a bunny for crying out loud same with all the other animals but for some reason people think this is a furry furry book but And the reason for that is there's some hot promiscuous action in here. Now, if you have never watched National Geographic, you must be a sheltered nobody. And that's why I believe people are calling this a furry thing. And whereas it's not. Like, I would definitely think the furry community would enjoy this. But I also think a large demographic of people would enjoy this so 
take that into account. Um, for me, it's not a furry book because it reminds me of all the, like I just said, like Zootopia or even like an older comic book that I love and appreciate it's called Mouse, and which is basically takes as a very depressing comic about the Holocaust, but it does it in a unique way where the Holocaust or Jews in the novel are all mice. They're all depicted as mice, but they're, they walk and talk and behave like humans. And the Nazis are cats, the Americans are dogs, and then the uh, Polish, I believe, are pigs. And now that's a little bit different than Beastars. But in the same way, it's using animals as a way to project this story. Same with Animal Farm. Another by, um, I forget the C.S. No, it's not C.S. Lewis. Um, by George Orwell. Animal Farm by George Orwell. So it reminds me of that too. And these are just examples of stories using animals, but the animals have human behaviors and can do things humans do. And that's not a new concept. Like Animal Farm came out in what? Yeah, 1945. This idea was already being used of animals being having human tendencies. But in 1945, I wouldn't think you would be calling Animal Farm a furry book because furry did not exist really, if I believe, in 1945. But in Beastars, we consider this a furry book, I think mainly because the main character is a wolf and there is the, like I said, hot promiscuous action between our main character and a our second character, uh, which is a white rabbit. Now, if you take that out, like, just take that out. If our main character was not a wolf, I believe not, no one would be calling this a, a furry book. If there is not a wolf in the lead, this would be not a furry book. But since we have a wolf in the lead and their sexual actions, people are calling it a furry book. And that kind of ticks me off because when I read this, I do not, I'm not, re I don't feel like I'm reading something that's furry. I'm just in reading a book that depicts animals have all the human capabilities. That's all I'm reading. I don't see anything in this book that feels or makes you think furry anyway. But there are some things that I would definitely think could draw people away from this series. Like I said, it is definitely for a more mature slash teen audience, I would say. And yeah, it, I would say that. And some other things about this. So originally this was created as a manga, as you might already realize. And it was by, written by... Paru, forgive me, I'm going to probably butcher this, Paru Itagaki, and so far I believe is ended from what I remember, but I've only read up to volume 
eight because that is all that is out right now in the US version. So yeah, and let me tell you, let me tell you about this. I picked up the first volume and I knew immediately because I watched the uh, anime before I read the manga. Um, I cooked through the anime, which was only 12 episodes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 12 episodes. And I got through that in literally just a night. I just, I binged that in the night and I was just like, whoa, I've never done this before. And that's because it's got such an appealing and such a unique way of telling a story. And then I have a couple, I think a year yeah, it's been a year since I watched that, and I finally decided to pick up the manga, first issue, and I'm like, okay, let's read it, and I read the first issue, and I'm like, shit, I need the second issue, so I bought the second issue, and I'm like, shit, I need another issue, and yeah, I got all eight issue, eight volumes, and yeah, I read all those in like, I think less than three days. All together, and oh my goodness, they are just fantastic. Like, if you want a good binge series, and you're into manga and all that, and you see B stars, you're like, ah, should I? Yes, you should. And everyone's gonna tell you this. Yes, you should. No, you're not furry. Just read it. It's great. Um, what makes this so great to me? I think is first off you have this underlying mystery that is um, introduced in the first well, first chapter uh, where there's a um, probably not spoiling anything by saying this but you have you have a sheep who's mur murdered and then as the uh, next following chapters following chapter is like the fallout of that the death of that student and you watch this fallout and then it's kind of that fallout has a play through several of these issues several of the chapters there's an underlying hint of we're going to be solving this mystery don't worry we're getting back to it but then we're skipping over that for a bit for the next couple of chapters because we want to focus more on because what that first introduced was the differences between both the uh, carnivores and the herbivores in this world that we're reading. It just captivates, okay, there's a division. Um, it's a, and if you don't follow the, the division, people die, and it shows that. And in the next several chapters, we dive deeper into this like div division of just like between carnivores and herbivores kind of exactly like how um zootopia did it but on a more mature level and when i mean mature i mean more in like the dialogue they're using the actions that are be taking literally a student is murdered in zootopia i don't think anyone was murdered it maybe was implied but Literally, the first chapter is a student's getting murdered and brutally getting murdered at that, like eaten alive. 
now we're just following Lugoshi, our main character, who is a giant gray wolf who definitely has the most to lose in this this culture that he's in and it's it's awesome to read his journey because then he realizes like later in the series he falls in love like with this white rabbit and it's a conflict between him if he really likes this rabbit as do I love this rabbit or do I just want to devour this rabbit? And you go on to that journey for a bit. And then he goes on more on the story of like later in the series, he goes more on to Lagoshi wanting to protect his classmates and trying to be the, be the person who is protecting. And I love this series for all of the characters that are presented because our main character we follow is Lagoshi. But we do get to dive deeper into like other characters' stories. And like our other character who I love so much is our dear a little deer named I'm right now blanket on his name. Yeah. Aren't I great at this? <laughs> I'm you're sitting doing a show about this and I forget the dang name. Lewis. Yeah. Lewis is the second character we get to know a lot of in this series. And he's also a fascinating character. And it goes with not saying all the characters that we follow in this series have a deeper background that we don't know about. And that's definitely talked about a lot because Everyone who's in the uh, um, the uh, theater division in this school are all chosen because of their backgrounds. Like there's a animal who works in a, a herbivore animal who works as a who worked worked if I remember correct worked as a uh, dancer a promiscuous dancer. Uh, I would say topless dancer. Yeah, that's probably the best word to say. Uh, in a carnivore, in the carnivore district, in the in this place called the uh, what is it called? The black black district or something like that. If you've read the series, you know what I'm trying to plot talk about. Yeah, I'm horrible at remembering certain details. But and there's Lewis, who you find out more is like. Oh, you were in this situation? Oh, oh. And you go a lot with these uh, characters that you learn more about. Like, you learn the rabbit that Lugoshi's into. Um, Haru is... Uh, she's she's a rabbit. <laughs> best way of saying it. She is a rabbit. And she does what rabbits do best in this series, as we learn. And it's... It's quite depressing, but also humorous at the same time. Like, this series, I would say, balances so great. The, it balances so well the drama aspects with the comedy aspects. And you never feel like, oh, this is just a depressing book. Uh, oh, why am I reading this? Ah, uh, but it's all because you at the same time get this humor in the sideline and you get to laugh at, along with these characters as they make mistakes 
in their journey. And it's literally just a, like, if you pull out the animals from this whole story, it is a story of just like, just a different version of a high school drama series. What makes this so great is that they're animals. And we get to deal into relationships that you wouldn't necessarily think of or want to do with any high school, a normal high school drama. Like the idea that carnivores and herbivores, there's that separation. There's that separate, that's similar separation in our own country between like males and females, um, race division, all that. We have that kind of division within our own society. And the same goes in their society. Their division is more on the side of if you're a carnivore, if you're a herbivore. Herbivores feared carnivores, and carnivores are harassed and ridiculed in their society because herbivores fear them and that they will eat them. And that's something you won't get in like a high school drama is. Literally, a student could eat another student, <laughs> which is a fun thing to think about. Also, very depressing, but it's very true. And it just depicts like very animalistic ideas, which, in a way, if you think about it, like a lot of the divisions that we have are very animalistic. They are created as a division and are very harsh. And people can get very hurt or die in our divisions like especially in our time now where there's a race division many people like i don't have to tell you like you can just look at the news and you'll hear about all the violence and race division going on now in our country and in the united states and it's and across the entire world there's that race division is it's horrifying like i we can go back to the comic i mentioned earlier mouse it depicted a real world um holocaust and depicted how animalistic and how cruel this that whole event was and that's why i love mouse so much and that's why I find myself loving this book because it depicts in the same way that division and the how violent these divisions can become. And I like this a little bit more. Well, I like Mouse more. I'll just say that. But I like this in its way because at least I don't feel like I'm just getting beaten down reading it. Like most holocaust things you'll feel like you've just gotten beat up from the just story because it just is so heart-wrenching and so so hard to read but it's necessary to read because we need to understand our history now with this you won't feel like ah oh, it's so deep and it's just oh oh all those things yeah you know what i mean and you read this and you're just like okay that was hard to watch, read, whatever. But at the same time, you get that balance of comedy and it's like, and lightheartedness. And you, you're like, oh, there is actual hope for this society. And 
that same goes for real world. There's always hope for this division in our society to be tamed and to not it'll never necessarily vanish. Like for carnivores and herbivores, that division is always going to be there. One is a carnivore who eats animals. The other is a herbivore who is getting eaten by the carnivore. It's, it's, it's that division that always is there, but it's a division that we can work on and help not necessarily maybe the word is make better. I don't know a better word to say, but make it more tolerable, kind of sad, but true. Um, another thing I really love about this book is the all the world building you get in just a few like chapters you you get to like i said you get to go into more than just the main character you get to understand a lot of the backgrounds of other characters and you get to learn more about them and it balances that well because you're not oversaturated by knowing so many character backgrounds but you get to know a good bit of character backgrounds to the main characters you're always following and it does well on that aspect and it also does well at building a world and a mystery behind it this is another thing there's a mystery to this book until i've read i know it gets resolved the uh, initial uh, mystery of the book gets resolved in around volume 10 and 11 and I haven't reached that there yet, but there's still that underlying mystery in the first 11 volumes that you're trying to find out who who's committing, who committed this crime at the beginning of this book and how how's it going to get resolved? And then after that, what's the outcome of that uh, mystery being resolved? And that's why I believe the next several volumes cover. And there's also just you learn more about these characters and some of the actions they could do throughout the story is so fun to watch. Like, definitely spoilers. Like, our Lewis, the deer, ends up becoming the head of a gang of lions in the in the uh, carnivore black district or whatever you want to call it. And you get to see how he handles that situation, which is fascinating to learn how he decides to handle that. Now, when you look at Lagoshi, my favorite character, and I think it goes without saying everyone's one, if not everyone's favorite character in this book, not just because he's our main character, but he's also a character you can relate to in so many ways. And he, you get to see this evolution of him being this like timid kind of intro very introverted um person to becoming a person who wants to protect all of his friends and doesn't want them to die because of his own kind because of carnivores he wants to protect the herbivores he wants to protect his herbivore classmates from danger and which is a very noble deed if i have to say so myself but you get to watch his awkward re interactions with others due to the fact that he's so introverted in a way that he it's hard for him to interact with like um other creatures and it's fun to watch and i say 
there's a character in this book everyone can relate to in some way. Like I said, it's a high school drama. So you have your extroverts, you have your introverts, you have your... We In our story, it follows a lot more of a the theater department and this school. But within that theater department, you have characters who anyone, I would think, can relate to. There's a verbose lion who is very, I would say, jock-like in his nature of handling things. And Lewis is the prim, proper elite. Like, he is part of an elite family who is very wealthy. And he is said to be this B-star, this lead animal. And it's great to see that, too. Now, what would I say when it comes to, like, getting to know this whole book. I, myself, getting to know and read through this is a journey. Like, it's hard for me to describe some of these things in this book because a lot of it you can relate to in a lot of ways this whole journey, even though they're animals. And there's some elements that, like, people can't relate to, like carnivores and, you know, herbivores. That's one element we can't ever relate to but there's so many elements in this that make it so realistic and make it feel like a story that is one that you can relate to in some weird way which is so awesome about this it's a story you wouldn't think you could relate to so much but it's one that you can find a character and be like i'm that person that character i'm exactly like that in the ways I handle my relationships, the way I act around others, and it does that perfectly. And it's so unique in that aspect. Like, there's not many series out there right now. Like, this is a new series. It only came out, like, it, like the anime aired last year, 2019, and it was directed by, hold on, chicken. It was by Studio Orange, and, you know, I can't see who did the actual producer, movie, Fuji, TV, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, I can't see any producer right on this list, but, like, for the anime-wise, if you're just, like, an anime-only person, it's a great anime, and for the manga people, it's a great manga, like, Both forms of this, how this was produced, are excellent. And it's something out there that you haven't... It's so different from everything out there. And like I said, this was originally... Like the manga itself... I gotta read... Yeah, I'm just going crazy, aren't I, people? I'm going crazy on this manga... I forget that it's Japanese, it's in the back. Yeah, there it is. Uh, this one was, yeah, the English produced was written in 2017. And I think the original manga was written earlier than that, in maybe 2014, so, so something like that. But still, it's something I write read and i could read again i could read it again and read it again because it's just such a wholesome such a fun book to read 
Oh, probably wholesome is not the best word to say call this, but it's a story that I love reading. I can't say that enough. Like, like, man. And I would say if you're still on the fence and saying this is a furry book, well, I would go make an argument saying, well, if you want to know what a real furry book is, read, go watch the anime BNA. Now, that's on Netflix, if I remember correctly. That, that is 100% furry. I will not deny that one. And the reason for that is it's humans transforming into animals and it's animals that many would consider furry icons. That, my friends, is a furry media. That's a form of furry media. 110% that is. On the other hand, you have beasters. It's on the other side of the fence, I would say. It's on, like, if you're looking at what makes a furry thing a furry, that's this, that's that center line. This is on the right of it. Whereas, like, a normal high school drama of the same sort be on the left. Because, like, either way, this is enough not like a furry thing. Like, I'm on this furry thing again. Because I go back and forth. But 100% this is not furry. Like, more you, I talk to myself, but is not anything furry. And even though you may be listening be like, well, that's what a person who's in denial would say. Uh, and that is 100% furry. Like, just look at the, uh, the, the description and look at the trailer. Well, yeah, it's 100% furry. Well, screw off. It's not. I'm just saying that because I'm nervous. Well, probably not nervous. I'm just rambling. And I ramble and that's what this whole show is about, is me going off the rail on something. And we'll see if I edit this podcast. That'll be fun. Any of this. (laughs) Oh, man. But back on the book. So, just like, I didn't even give you a brief summary of this book, did I? I probably did. Somewhere in that rambling of mine, you probably got a brief summary of what this is about. Um, So, for me, I would say this book is 100% a one I would recommend to anyone interested in exploring more in like the manga world or anime world i would say i'll definitely recommend this series because it's a good gateway to other series and it's not too the it's not weird at all if you look at like anything else anime manga related this is not a odd series this is actually a pretty like, you look at the larger scale of things with, like, manga and anime, this is kind of on this normal... I would say this is more normal than some other series that have been out or come out. Like, yeah, it's it's also very tame in its violence-wise. Like, this is no berserk. This is nothing close to that. It's not even, like, depressing. Like, it's not highly depressing, like, Goodnight Poom Poom. Like, it's a series that anyone could get into and just love reading. And just enjoy it so thoroughly, the read. Because it's just, there's something there for everyone in this series. Like, as a person, like, I'm very open to a lot of, like, 
types of series and reading them and appreciating them. So I'm I can read the most odd series out there. So my taste buds are very um very uh not fine or not picky. That's the best word for it. My taste buds for weird series are not picky. So I'm kind of probably biased on that aspect. But at the same time, I read this and like I would suggest this to anyone really who enjoys manga and anime in general. Because especially if they don't want to read the manga itself, because it can be expensive to get into manga and all that. Because I would recommend the series, which is only 12 episodes long, each episode like less than 30 minutes. It's a binge and a half. And maybe odd at first because the animation is like the CGI, but it's so well done. And when you compare the anime to the actual manga itself, the anime stands up. And when it stands up to such a great manga like Beastars, like on my anime list, um, I'll look this up for you, but I'm pretty sure the score, yeah, the score is pretty high on this. It's on my anime list, this has got a score right now of 8.49. It's ranked like 116. And it's got like, you can look it up on your own, but 51,271 members. That's a lot of people saying, yeah, if you want to call me a furry for this, I don't care because this is a damn good book. It is a damn good series to read. And you should read it too. And then when you read it, you'll be like, ah. I don't care if somebody calls me a freak for reading this book because it is that damn good. It is so good to read and it makes me feel good about my life. It makes me feel good and the best way possible. Like, it is so enjoyable and I can't give sing it praise enough of how much I enjoy it. And, like, I can't. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, you look at even the artwork. It is so unique in the way it is drawn and the characters is not the most pretty at times some of the artwork but then at times you get these like single shots and it's like whoa that is brick like the artwork is not like that was my uh <laughs> i wonder if that picked up in the mic that was but it's definitely not like a Inuyasuno like book where it's the artwork is so realistic, so detail oriented, and it's just like you're just like mind is orgasming over the just the drawings you're read you have in front of you, but at the same time it's got that uniqueness to it, and at times it's like gritty kind of art style and just rough kind of drawing but at times very smooth and very yes eloquent and shifts around like that a lot in this series and yet it makes it so great it makes the story even more interesting to read is getting this artwork like everything about this series is so unique to me like i know there's probably other things similar to this maybe i don't know i'm not probably well versed enough to tell you but it's got such a uniqueness that makes it so different from everything else out there right now. And that's why it makes it such a great read, such a binge-worthy 
thing because like like you have all your shonens like big shonen actions like we all seen that genre is oversaturated we all seen it we love it in its own way and now you have it with a lot of like the the time i got reincarnated the slime stuff and that kind of crap um you get a lot of that now and this is one thing that can't be imitated again that's what makes it so special you can probably make a series similar to it but like there's no formula to it that can be really copied in a way and that's the best part about this it's a story you'll just see here being read and it's such a great story to read so and this show off i will rate this book a 9 out of 10 and the anime 9 out of 10 just for the reason i think it's great i think it's fantastic i think i haven't read enough yet to give it like a 10 perfect 10 out of 10 but it's that close to being a perfect score on it it's so close to being just perfectly written i just gotta see how this whole story plays out and how it ends and then i can give it a perfect score yes or no i'll probably revisit it this series again later in this pod this show um once it all finishes and have all the volumes i'll give it a definite score for you guys and definite review of it but yeah up till now all i've read and watched is just a fantastic thing you should go watch it you should go read it and you'll enjoy it like i've enjoyed it i hope other than that thanks for listening and tune in for the next show bye bye